Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. Standing by to join us first half of the show is Jason Wachab, founder and CEO of Mind Body Green. If you're not familiar with that site, it is mindbodygreen.com. Founder and CEO of Mind Body Green. He's the leading independent media platform dedicated to wellness, and they have 12 million month unique visitors. He's also the author of Wealth, which I just finished reading. It's a wonderful book, How I Learned to Build a Life, Not a Resume. He's been featured in the New York Times, Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Goop, and Vogue. He has a BA in history from Columbia. He also played varsity basketball for four years, and he lives in Brooklyn with his wife and loves German Shepherds, Chuck Taylor, so cool. And uh, we're going to learn lots more about Jason. Right now, I'm going to bring him on. Good morning, Jason. Hi, good morning. Hi, thanks so much for calling in. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Before I connected with you, I had been reading articles on Mind Body Green, really enjoying the you know diversity of uh, topics. But it's interesting to hear your backstory into how you built this company. Could you talk a little bit about let's back way up into you know your background? Sure. Uh, so I'm 41 now. I uh, I played basketball in college at Columbia mm-hmm. and graduated in 1998 and back then you know there were no startups really uh people did generally one of three things they either practiced medicine went on the med school they had an aptitude for science they wanted to help people um you know two maybe they went to law school if they had good grades and then three if you had none of the above Mm -hmm. and, and wanted to make money you went to wall street became a trader. And so that's that's what I did. I was someone who just grew up with money and thought money as something that was something that could buy freedom and, and something I always wanted. I could pay off my college debt, you know, Columbia was cheap. Yes. And um, and, and didn't think that much about it. And so I went out to Wall Street to become an equities trader and uh, did well enough that in my second year after trading I was able to pay off all my college debt. I was able to buy my mom a car, and, and, and you know, here I was. I made, made a, a pretty good living really quickly, and, uh, you know, I'll never forget, my, my best month as a trader, commission-wise, financially, was, like, the worst month of my life. Uh, a relationship wild. that I was in, it fell apart. And talk about a sharp contrast. You know, on one hand, all I wanted was money, 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 and here I was. I, I had it, and at the same time, I was miserable. And so... Learned a quick lesson. Money really does not buy happiness, and sort of opened my eyes a bit. And then 9/11 happened about a year later, and changed my life along with a lot of other people's lives. And really started to, to think about like, what, what, what do I want to do? You know, this, sure. this wasn't you know nothing against trading. I, I liked it actually, but I just felt something was missing, and I wanted to get more out of life. Uh, and so, you know, I ended up leaving a couple of years later. Um, to the startup world and went from a healthcare startup to a uh, consumer product startup. And a couple of years, about 2007 or so, I was, I was running another startup. And uh, had Wait, excuse me. gone Cheese- backwards. Cheesecake, I, you know, right? Jason, cheesecake? <laughs> yeah, I did that. That didn't work out. I moved back home to my mother's house. I felt like I was going backwards. You know, right. I left Wall Street. And uh, really took a chance and, and had to, like, suck it up and move back home and started a cheesecake company, mm-hmm. which 
you know, didn't work out, and here I was, I felt like a loser, you know, I'm 30, I, I moved back home, all my friends are going, you know, one way, I'm going, I'm going backwards. Yes. <laughs> and uh, then that led to an organic chocolate chip cookie company that was in every Whole Foods market in the country. And That's great. I, yeah, it, it was a great experience and, and had me flying quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm six foot seven, uh, me in a coach seat flying about 150,000 miles domestic was not a pretty sight. No. <laughs> and so uh, I had, and, and you know, stress played a huge role, really, you know, this, that experience opened my eyes to stress. So, you know, it, it turned out I had two extruded discs in my lower back pressing on my sciatic nerve. So I had excruciating pain in my right leg. It was like a lightning rod. And uh, I couldn't walk. It was terrible. Yeah. And so I went to see a doctor, and he said, you need surgery, not negotiable. And so I said, okay. You know, nothing against surgery, but I'd rather avoid it. So I sought a second opinion. Sure. And that doctor said the same thing. Uh, but it was almost like an afterthought. He said, you know, some yoga might help, but you still need surgery. And so really? I said to myself, you know, I'll give I'll give this yoga a shot. You know, mm-hmm. I got nothing to lose. And so started to do some really light yoga, like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 yes. minutes at night. Some, some really easy, simple, restorative poses, and then over the course of a few weeks, I started to feel better. Amazing. And then started started me down a rabbit hole. I started looking at things like stress and sleep and spirituality and nutrition and the environment. And um, yoga played a big part of it, but I completely healed over the course of a few months. And, and made a lot of changes and, and said, holy cow, like everyone's got health wrong. It, it, right. It's, it's this it's mind, body, green. It's just yes. of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, environmental well-being. And, yeah. and that's health, and that's how everything started. It's really amazing. I was reading how, you know, you were on these planes and you had all this pain, and I had my own experience with an L5-S1 herniated disc. But we ignore those signs, and it's, all, it's our lifestyle, and it just comes to a head. Yep, yep. And... You know, you're right. It's there are subtle signs, and and I, I think so much of life is tuning in and being connected and seeing what those signs are. Something yes. you know, very very easy to say, difficult to do. And that's why I love practices like yoga and meditation because they really help you tap in to being more connected to to your body, and that's really useful. I love one of the quotes in your book that says, "I forget who said it. It's harder to be happy than it is to become wealthy." Yeah, David Geffen, happy's harder than money. Oh, yes. Yeah, it, it's true. You know, it it really is. And I think, you know, look, why does anyone want money? Why does anyone want a relationship or sex? Or why does anyone want to lose weight? It's it's the, the ultimate goal is people think it's going to bring them happiness. Mm-hmm. And so these are all things we're trying to do because we think they're going to make us happy. And I think happiness is you know, the, the, the ultimate goal. And it's hard, and it changes. Yes. And life's not always easy. And so, yeah, like I agree, happiness is, is always, you know, uh, I, think I'm a, I think people have happiness at that point. I think I'm a pretty happy person for the most part. But, yeah. you know, I, I, think, I think it can be hard sometimes. Well, that's why I wanted you to call into my show, because it's Get the Funk <laughs> Out. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, we all go through these ups and downs, and life's a crazy roller coaster ride, and it's, you know, we have choices to, you know, deal with those funks and, and learn from it. 
And I think yep. you sound like you certainly learned from all the situations you've been through. Yeah, and, and I'm still a work in progress. You know, mm-hmm. I am still not perfect. Uh, and I think, you know, it's funny, I was watching Brene Brown yesterday on TV, oh, yeah. and, and she was talking about this idea of, you know, when something happens, whether, you know, adversity strikes or something happens to a relationship or something happens, mm-hmm. it's so important not to, you know, we all react and, and we're hardwired to just assess it Right. and try to understand it and move on really quickly. And at that moment, it's really important to try to be really connected to the situation and really understand what happened before you do that. Yes. Because it's this idea of you start telling yourself a story. Uh, sometimes we have to do that. Sure, sure, <laughs> um, yeah. But it's just so important to, when, when something does happen, to absorb it, to try to understand it. They, you know, what really happened here? What did I do? Mm-hmm. What, what did I, what did I not do? What did this other person do? You know, what can I learn from this? And sort of go through that period of introspection and then move on. And I, I like think that. moving on is important because I, I think dwelling in the past for too long is, is quite dangerous. I agree. Not productive and not healthy. No, but I think it's important to acknowledge, you know, it's like this, this balance of acknowledge, understand, and then move on versus... Mm-hmm acknowledge understanding and just staying in the same place. Sure. You know, it's a balance. And I think it's hard work. And, and once again, I think that, you know, that's the beauty of life and the process of life. You know, things happen. And you yes. have to, you know, really try to connect to the, to the why and the how and, and, and then move forward. You know, one of the things I found uh, very interesting, I think you talked about the different summer jobs and different things you had. And sure. I, I know growing up, I mean, I did crazy things. I was lucky. My dad was very supportive. I I painted houses. I decided I wanted to be a local, like, security guard in my neighborhood. It was nothing, <laughs> nothing big or anything. I mean, I, I wanted to rent an ice cream truck. I mean, I wanted to just do crazy little things. Yeah. And it's important to just experience those things and I think at any age sometimes if you really want to do something you should just try it yep I agree I, I think life is about exploration in many ways and not just and not traveling per se right I, I think it is uh, experiencing you know I, I'm, a, I'm a big reader I love picking up books and, and learning and, and experiencing that way but I think there's really something to be said by learning through true authentic physical experience. And I think that gets lost these days in an era of social media, being just, you know, we're, we're so connected, but yet we're disconnected. And I think there is something to experiencing things and trying out jobs. And if you're looking to change your life, just like get, getting out there and doing something, whether it's volunteering or, uh, you know, exploring locally or whatever that looks like for you, I think it's something that, uh, you know, it, it's something little we can all do. Uh, but can have a huge impact in our in our lives and personal development. Yes. I was talking to my daughter about how, as adults, we, we forget to play. We, we're so fast-paced and go and technology, and, and we forget to, like, shut off the phone and maybe we'll paint or we'll do ceramics. Or And I was explaining this to her, and, and she said, so adults should be more like kids. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know? You know, it, it's a balance. I say... You know, I talk about this idea of the middle path, and so I think it's it's the struggle we all have, including myself. So on one hand, you know, I think life is simple. You know, working hard will get you very far. So like putting in effort, having work ethic, that will get you very far. Um, You know, 
we're quite good at banging down doors and you know kicking butt and taking names. But at the same time, you know that doesn't get you very far. But I think you're sort of missing the magic. And I think the magic comes in when you have a deeper spiritual awareness. Yes. You know, when when you and you can't on one hand just visualize or meditate or pray and just sit in the couch and do nothing. Like you've got to you've got to marry both. Where you know you're working hard and you're banging down a door, but you're having that spiritual awareness to maybe take a step back and say, wait, maybe I'm trying to bang down the, the wrong door. Maybe it's the door on the left, and and that's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes back to. Uh, having a deeper awareness, a deeper connection. And for me, that's why practices, you know, like meditation, like yoga, like mm-hmm. nutrition, like all these things are really important because they really help connect you to your inner self, to something, you know, to something greater than ourselves, whatever you believe in. And that middle path is sort of where the magic happens, where you can work hard, but to have mm-hmm. that deeper spiritual awareness. And I think that's just so critical. And I think that, yes. you know, that's important for everyone. Yes. I almost feel like when I was reading your book that the reason it was so relatable is because I've had a lot of different experiences with things I've tried because they were passion projects. They might not have led to wealth, but they led me to other opportunities without them being monetary. And I felt like exploring new things, trying new things, it's okay. It's never a waste. Absolutely. I don't, I'm a big believer in like everything, everything works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I, I think you know, you just, once again, like, to quote, uh, to quote uh, Steve Jobs, uh, you can only connect the dots going backwards and not forward. Oh, yes. So it's this idea of all these things, you know, the, the collective experiences you have, I'm sure most of us can go back and pull little things we, we learned here or there or moments or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, and, and collectively, it tells a story. Sure. But it, you can't do that going forward. And mm-hmm. and sometimes, too, I'll add that sometimes things just happen. And, and there's there's no reason. There's no learning. And yes. that's just life. That is life. <laughs> exactly. You can't explain it. Yeah, and that's okay. I think sometimes, too, we get caught up in overanalyzing. And sometimes something else I talk about in the book is, like, just put it away in, like, the I don't know shelf or drawer. Oh, like, yeah. Sometimes you just have to let it go and right. move on and put it away. Yes, no, I like that a lot. You know what's so interesting? I interview a lot of different people, and I've had uh, the pleasure of interviewing people of all different ages, and one woman in particular was featured in a film, and she was, I think, I think she was 84. And I always find it very fascinating to talk to older people because they have so much to offer. Yeah. And here she was, a triathlete. I mean, come on. I mean, I, I don't even run marathons or anything. But here she's <laughs> swimming, and she's... And you listen to the insight she has in life, and you think, oh, my gosh, my little problems are nothing, you know? Yeah. It's, you can learn a lot from talking to people. Yes, I agree. And I, and I think it's something, you know, we should take for granted. You know, I, my wife and I love old people. We joke about it. And, and, there, and there is wisdom there, yes, you know? There and, and talking about this idea, too, of like, you know, we should celebrate aging. You know, aging is, 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 is a good thing. You, keep, you, you make it. You know, some people don't age. <laughs> they they die early. Yes. And this idea of aging, of, of wisdom, of, of, of uh, celebration is something that, you know, I, I think we should be aware of in culture. You know, these are people who, who've lived, and that's fantastic, and we may not all have that opportunity. Right. 
We just uh, we visited a friend of ours who's 96, soon to be 97. Oh, wow. Yes, lovely woman. We've known her about four years now. And it's so nice to kind of disconnect from my regular routine and go visit with her and just talk. And, and I, I mean, it sure makes her happy, you know, makes yeah, us happy it, too. To me, whenever I meet someone like that, like the first things out of my mouth are like, "What do you eat? What's your diet like? Like, yes. tell me about your like, what's your day like? Do you are you have deep, deep friendships, emotional connections? Are you, uh, yes. you know, are you vegetarian? Are you drinking? Are you smoking? I like, I'm just trying to <laughs> dig in. Like, what is this person doing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, you know what was very interesting too in your book uh, was you, you talk about the importance of friendships. Yeah, and, and I, you know, like lately, I've been reflecting back to uh, my late twenties and thinking about all the great friendships I had. My friend from Australia and here and there, and we're all disconnected now. And I, I really loved those friendships. And could you talk about little, little bit about how important that is? Yeah, I, you know, I, I think friendships are really important, and I, and I think a couple of things. One is, I think you are a culmination of the five people closest to you, and so I think it's really important. Like, who's in your inner circle? You know, are these people that are uplifting? Are these people that are positive? Are these people Debbie Downers? Are they always coming to you with problems? Not that, like, you know, friends have problems. That's okay, but is there a pattern? Is this person always dragging you down? And, and you know, there's actually studies that, that confirm this. Like, these people have a negative impact on your life. Yes. And so I am just such a huge believer, you know, of surrounding yourself in your inner circle with people who you feel good around, people who really, really uplift you. That, that's just absolutely critical um, in life. And that, that's something I've just found as, I, as I've aged and gotten older and have less time. It's just, just so important and, you know, can, can really propel you, um, you know, in your personal life, in your career, and it's just so critical. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're all searching you know, once again, for happiness, sure. connection. And, you know, I, I think in an age where everyone is connected online, I, I think it's just so important to have those real, physical, meaningful, live friendships. Uh, you know, there are tons of studies that support this idea of, you know, pe- people with active social lives, people who have deep friendships, who are better than communities, we're happier and healthier. It's a fact. I believe uh, that. Yeah. Because, you know, like I always feel like there's only so much you could do, you know, through texting and email. And uh, I just read this interesting article Carrie Brownstein wrote in The New Yorker. I don't know if you've seen it, about how she wants to do away with conference calls. Because oh, too funny. it's really funny if you look it up. And it has to do with all the codes and then this code doesn't work and how it's so impersonal and it's so confusing. And it really, nothing replaces face-to-face. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I know we have a, a few more minutes, but let's talk about Mind Body Green. If someone's not familiar with this site, tell us about it. So we are the place where you can go no matter where you are in your life to become your best self. And we believe becoming your best self is to this by the mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. So no matter what's going on in your life, you want to just improve, you want to, you know, eat better, feel better, look better, have better relationships, like be more connected 
the environment to, you know, become your happiest and healthiest self. Like, we're there. We have tons of great content written from best-selling authors, celebrities, doctors, you know, nutritionists, you name it. And we have video classes where you can learn from some of the best people in the world, like world-class doctors and athletes and and coaches. And and so it's really this place where anyone can go, um, no matter what's going on in their life. If you want to become your happiest and healthiest and best self, Mm-hmm. Come to mindbodygreen.com. We got something for you. And I, I have to say, I love all the recipes, too, because I love to cook and eat well. And uh, there's there's that, and there's just something for everybody. Yes. You know, it doesn't matter if you're 15 or 95. We, we, we have something for you. So tell me, uh, do you have a whole bunch of bloggers that contribute, or do you have a team of writers? How does Yeah, we, we have 4,000 bloggers around the right. world review content, and we have a whole editorial team at our office here in New York, so um, we, we, we've got it all. <laughs> That's great. And so, do you find that, you know, you look back on all the things you've done, and this completely must make sense? It does. Um, but once again, you know, when I was on this path, and it took a while, so, oh, yeah. you know, I left Wall Street when I was like 26. 27. I'm mm-hmm. 41 now. So, and, and I probably knew a couple of years ago that my money grief was going to be successful. Yes. So, 10 years. <laughs> it know. really took. It took about <laughs> 10 years. Well, and so, cool. something to keep in mind for people who want to be entrepreneurs out there, it, it, it takes time. It sure And does. it takes effort. And you may fail. And you, I had three failures before I had success and we're still not done like we're still working hard here sure um and so something i think in this day and age where entrepreneurs are sort of uh you know glamorized uh it's hard uh but i think if you're passionate about something like i'm passionate about health and wellness and about media and i think that that's what led to me pushing through the dark night of the soul so to speak um you know i i just i just worry that people start businesses often for the wrong reason. I think if you're passionate about something, you know, absolutely consider it. But uh, it is not an easy path. No, no, not at all. But, <laughs> but you know what? When I when I look at this and I think there are so many people that would tune into Mind Body Green because this is where they are at this point in their life. And we're shifting our whole mindset to, you know, how what we eat and how we live our life and feeding your soul and your mind. Um, so I feel like that's where you are at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it's funny. A lot of people compare us like the the next generation, uh, the new version of Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. Yes. And you have video courses. What are those all about? So we have classes ranging from meditation to yoga, nutrition to relationships to cooking to you know spiritual topics, it's this idea of, look, like, we're really trying to change people's lives here. So a blog post is only going to get you so far, and so we, we have these classes that are video-based that, that people can, can pay for mm-hmm. uh, with some of the best instructors in the world, where if you want to learn meditation, we have a six-hour class with Charlie Knowles, who's, like, a, one of the best meditation teachers in the world, and you can learn meditation from him, fantastic. like, on your phone. It's fantastic. And so... It's, it's been great for us, and the response has been tremendous. We have over 50 classes now. Fantastic. 
Do you have any advice for people before we wrap up who are in some kind of career funk, personal funk? Well, I, I you know, one thing I'll say, check out my book. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. um, because and, and I think one of the reasons why I'm not suggesting it other than it's, it's, it's out is <laughs> so much of the feedback I've gotten from people that's been positive are from those specific people. Like, if you're at a crossroads, yes. like, I, I, I've been at so many crossroads in my life. <laughs> I think you'll find something in the book that you're going to relate to, which will hopefully give you clarity. Yes. Um, and so I would say pick up the book I, I, and, and read My Muddy Green. And I think between those two things, you're going to be in a pretty good place. That's great. And you are on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Yes, I'm on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. It's just at Jason Wachov, W-A-C-H-O-B as a boy. And the book is Wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. Fantastic. You can pick it up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. It's everywhere. Great. And next time I'm in New York, I'd love to meet you face-to-face. Yeah, shoot me an email. I'll have you by the office in Brooklyn. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks. You too. That was Jason Wacob from Mind Body Green, and we're talking about his book, Wealth, How I Learned to Build a Life, Not a Resume. If you missed any part of this segment, it will be up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to be joined by Deborah Riley Draper. She's a marketing guru and award-winning filmmaker, and I had a chance to screen her film, which was mind-blowing Olympic Pride American Prejudice it premiered at the Los Angeles Film Festival she's going to join us around 9:30 so just a few minutes you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine <laughs> 